Welcome to episode number 207 for January 20th, 2013. This is the Taking With You podcast. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. Stick around. We've got lots of cool stuff coming up. Well, hello, everybody. Howdy. Welcome back to the Taking With You podcast for another week. Another week. Another week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, um, you've had quite the exciting week. I think you did 320 insults this week so far, or did (laughs) you do more than that? I got hired by a company to do... (laughs) Uh, you know, like when you're playing a video game and then the, the announcer guy comes on and, and hassles you if you get it wrong? Well, this is a medical student. Um, uh, like a testing app. Yeah. And so what happens is if somebody gets it wrong, then I'm the jerk that says, you know, stupid medical bad things back to him. Yeah, that was our cat. We, you know, we've been trying to keep the animals out of your recording studio, but somehow... We left the door open so you, we could have some heat in here because it's getting really cold. Yes, it is. It has been very cold. And, and I see at least two cats in here. <laughs> There's probably a dog laying. Yep, yep. Dog on the floor. Two cats. Dog on the floor. Cats on the windowsill. windowsill. And, and shelf. <laughs> boing, 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 boing. It, it's a zoo here. Boing, 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 boing. It, it keeps life interesting. Do you like my boing, 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 boing? Not really, but I love you. Even though I'm not, yeah, boings. (laughs) So this has been a crazy week. Um, Yeah. What's been going on with you besides all the insults you've got paid to do? (laughs) Um, Well, I don't know. Lots of different things. Hold on. I'm still trying to figure out our computer system. It's a little bit difficult. Yeah, we we still are in the middle of um, going from one system to the other system, and you're still learning as you go. So and in the meantime, I'm trying to make money at the same time. Yeah. Which is different. And I guess you need me to scoot over because you're, you're at a keyboard now. lot of your recording these days on like your iPad or GarageBand, but is there something more freeing or more creative when you have however many keys this is in front of you? 88. 88 keys. This is a standard piano keyboard. Correct. Yeah. This is a standard piano keyboard. That's what she sounds like. Okay. Sorry. It Um, is okay, Amy. But that was just beautiful. Um, Do you feel... A little freer when you compose doing it like this? I feel freer when I'm naked. And I think that's, you know, I'm just joking. Oh, no. That's funny. Oh, 
I'm going, what are you talking about? There's a lot of people that are just like, please don't say that. I'm, <laughs> I'm picturing this. No, in my no, head. no, 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 no. <laughs> just so everyone knows, he is closed as he's playing this piano. <laughs> <coughs> I remember writing a song for you. that one um no probably not because i know you've written me a couple songs alone again i open my eyes to see the world around me people here and there in my memories a touch a glance far gone romance i don't recall it well all I know is the stage is bare and there's the two of us. You like that? Yeah, but I don't think you wrote that for me. Yeah, I kind of. I don't think you did. A little bit. Huh. Yeah, a little bit. I remember when you wrote it, but I don't think you wrote it for me. Yeah, I kind of did. You did? You never told me you wrote that for me. Well, uh, kind of. Okay, then what else did you write for? <laughs> well, it was a song about God and you. Yeah. Yeah. About that, when everything else falls apart, there's always you and God. Okay. Um, I I know you've written me a couple of songs through the years, and but you usually don't record them. And so I I hear them like one time, and then. I don't have this perfect memory, so I forget what they were. You get piano in front of me. Yeah, I like piano. I like it when when you play the piano. Most of the time, anyway. Okay. So... <laughs> to listen to that back and hear your breaths because you go <gasps> did you know that you did that i don't even want to talk about that <laughs> i don't know why but you do <laughs> <laughs> so i'm um, sorry i just embarrassed myself this is kind of like you. a weird night eh well i guess so we've had kind of a busy week because um Friday, my my son, Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. After a busy work week, um, my son drove our son Andrew, um, drove up to Seattle, SeaTac Airport to pick up a special friend of his and his she's, girlfriend. She's been down visiting, yeah. and we've had a good time. They, yeah. They went to um, Westport at the ocean. You don't have to tell everybody anything. They don't even want. You I should let them say it if you want. Well, but he did something special for her, and you got to enjoy it. What did they? What did they bring home from the beach? You, you like that? You can tell what they brought home from the beach for you to make for dinner tonight. Oh, they brought some Dungeness crab. Yeah, and, and you, I. Uh, Took the live little guys and dropped them in boiling hot water and ate them. And I did not watch. No, nobody watched. They just no. let me do it all by. Well, the neighbor kids came over and watched. And and I didn't eat any. I burned a candle next to my. Um, she burned chair. a calendar, a calendar, a candle in honor and solidarity to the crabs. 
I let them let them be consumed by the more carnivorous people in our clan and um, ate my vegetarian potato dish. It was very good. Yeah. So, um, but you guys enjoyed them. I always like Dungeness crab. Expensive, but I like it. Yeah. Well, Andrew got them, like, fresh off the boat today. They were alive. Fresh off the boot. The boat. The boot. The we're boot. in Canada. Fresh off the boot. The boot is the trunk of and a I'll car. And I'll phone you later. And um, that's a trunk Sorry, of a Joe. car. Sorry, Joe. Sorry. Not... Sorry, Shirley. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff. You're, you weren't listening to me. The boot is the trunk of the car in the UK. Are you sure about that? Meds, is that true? Sure. Mike? It's, they call the trunk the boot. Wayne? I believe so. They can correct me if they listen. Yeah. Gareth might be able to tell us. I would imagine. Yeah. So Boots we, are what but, we wear on our feet. Yeah. Here in the U.S. we wear boots. Not galoshes, but boots. Cowboy boots, rubber boots. Um, yeah. Rockstar boots, biker boots. Moon boots. Moon boots? You know those. We like, don't wear those anymore. Those moon shoes like, like oh, in Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, this is this is really a bad it's podcast really, so far. <laughs> yeah, it's really unique. I'm, so, I'm surprised if anybody's actually listening to this point. So, the... I Are you really, listening? I would really like us to get our promos back so that we feel like we have a pattern here. Because I'm never sure, like... Where our intro ends and where what's happening around the Moore household and then our subject. I, I liked our little our little things in between so that we had like a clear this like a clear paragraph. This is what we're talking about here and this is what we're talking about there. You like that, huh? Well, I just feel kind of off here. All right. Does that make sense? Sure. Because I'm not sure if I'm supposed to go into our subject now or what we're doing. I'll do, I'll do it for you. Ready? Okay. We'll be right back after this message. Do you feel better now? I I guess. I I'm not sure. I miss our I miss our little promos here and there. Well, so. I'll figure it out. Yeah, one one day at a time. Right, we're getting this figured out somewhat. Somewhat. So um, so we were talking about about what to talk about at this podcast this week, and I listened to something that I found quite interesting this last week and rather thought provoking to me, and it was an audio book. Now, I'm not sure that I would recommend it for children. There's some adult language and stuff in it, but... Are there adult situations, too? Uh, not a lot, but there's some violence, yeah. Well, um, our local library listened to this book last summer. And okay, now wait a minute. You just said our local library listened to this or, last summer. Or read. It was like the the book that everyone was supposed to read for the book club or something. And well, I didn't Oh, get, you mean the suggested reading material? Yeah, for the summer reading program or for adults. Okay. And um, I didn't read it then, but it kind of... I wondered, I wonder what that book's about. And it was by Ray, Ray Bradbury. And I know that you have read a bunch of his books 
when you were a kid, science fiction books. Well, not just when I was a kid. I, I particularly like a, a collection of stories that he wrote called The Martian Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Well, this one wasn't about aliens. It was just a, a book set in the future. Well, he's a very science fiction-y writer. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what Ray Bradbury did is write very interesting short stories. Yeah, it. Well, this book. What others are famous besides the one you're going to talk about? Well, um, you said to me before. Yeah, um, what the? I don't have that right in front of me right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought. But you he. Oh, okay. The Illustrated Man uh-huh. was 1951. Yeah. The one you were talking about, um, the Martian Chronicles. Yeah. He wrote that 1950 or published it. Really? Uh huh. Wow. And um, the one I'm talking about today. Was called Fahrenheit four five one, and that was published in nineteen fifty three. Okay. So it's been quite a while ago, you know, over fifty years ago. But he just passed ago. away recently. He just he? passed away this last summer, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why our local library chose to do one of his books this last summer, kind of to honor honor him. Um, you know, I'm not saying that I agree with all of his philosophy, but that's one of the things I was going to talk about a little bit is sometimes it's kind of interesting to read something or listen to an article or a book or that you might not 100% agree with, but it might make you think. It might help wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. You're getting, come on now. Aren't you only supposed to read Christian books? I do read a lot of Christian books, but... I'm playing the devil's advocate. Yeah, but this particular one... But wait, 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 wait. Aren't you going to be like, you know, you know, led astray and and have evil things come into your mind if you read something besides the Bible? Um, I, I think if that's all you read was garbage, and I'm not saying this is garbage, oh, I think it wouldn't be very good for you. I think you need to read good stuff too. but And I think that this kind of falls into somewhat good stuff, and I'll explain that in a minute. Okay, um, so now let me get this philosophy correct here. So from our point of view, since this is a podcast where we are believers in mm-hmm. Christ, um, it's okay for us to read other things besides the Bible, and it's not unspiritual to to get other information. Well, I think sometimes... I mean, aren't we supposed to huddle in the corner scared of everything that comes along? I think sometimes it can be good to read opposing views or listen to someone giving a, a lecture that's Well, that's different. a little bit different than what, like, mainstream... Okay, this is the reason why I'm okay, saying it, right. is because I think sometimes when you challenge your... When you get belief a challenge system? to your beliefs, mm-hmm. it helps you more clearly identify what you do believe and what you do value. That's very true. And in this specific book... I mean, there there's probably things that Ray Bradbury holds as as values that I might, or he did. He's not here with us anymore. That that he valued that I might go. Oh, those those aren't for me. But there's one value in this book, and there's a quote um, that he he talked about in this book. Basically, it's set in the future, and the main character is a fireman. But in the future, 
firemen don't put out fires, they start them. And they specifically set fire to books. Because in Ray, Ray Bradbury's Created Future, humanity or the contemporary public have chosen just to entertain themselves with like television fluff and they don't want to learn about faith or philosophy or poetry. They don't want to learn or have anything that would kind of stretch their brains or challenge their beliefs. Everything is just kind of watered down fluff. So basically, he wrote a book in 1950, 53, mm-hmm. 50, that basically predicted today about what's going on kind of today. Yeah. Because I think... Well, I mean, not everything. Not but, everybody. But, the, but I think there there's a, lot a of temptation today. There are don't want to learn. Yeah, there's a temptation today to not want to challenge our beliefs, to not want to stretch. Kind of just go with the, with the yeah, status quo. Yeah, just kind of, and just whatever's on the news, be spoon, um, spoon-fed, um, whatever's on Dr. Phil today, or, you know, I mean, just turn the TV on and accept everything as it comes and not challenge anything, not think for ourselves. Not question. Not question anything. And one of the things about his book, there's a quote. It says, you don't have to burn books to destroy a culture. Just get people to stop reading them. And in this culture, um, there are a few people um, that were professors or just people who valued literature that would memorize certain parts of like the Bible. Was that illegal though? It was illegal to own books. But they could memorize but it. But if they memorized it before they were destroyed, then they really weren't totally destroyed. And there is like a network across the country that had memorized parts of the Bible or parts of different, of pieces different of literature. books, William Shakespeare, different biographies, different, you know, poetry books and all these different things, and I don't know. I I guess it just really made me think because I th- I think as someone who homeschooled my children for many years, we couldn't afford to buy the most expensive curriculum. So from the time my kids were were babies, I took them to the library every week, and we would get stacks and stacks of books and educational videos because we didn't have cable tv either and i just valued learning and that was something that i got from my grandfather who clear up into his 90s would read anything he'd get his hands on he kept up with the space race my dad was the same he was reading everything from the bible to mother earth news (laughs) and just learning about how to do the best farming he can do and and different um all kinds of different things he he liked to learn my grandfather liked to learn and ray bradbury is reading a little bit about um his background um when he was a young person it didn't work for him to go to college i don't know it didn't go into his exact 
um, reason why he couldn't go to college. But he said, even though he it wasn't available for him, I don't know if it was a financial thing or, or what his issue was, he went to the library three times a week and educated himself. And that was a goal that I had as I was teaching our children for, you know, 15, 20 years, was that my thought was, if I could teach my children to read well, that they could learn anything they needed to know in life. That I just valued that ability to read and to, you know, access information. And today it's so much easier than like when we were in college. <laughs> you can you can get on the internet and find so many different facts and and resources that we had to remember those all fish things in the library and the card catalogs that we would spend hours researching and still might not it took find you it. half the time just to use the resources yeah to get the information and, and now, then you weren't it wasn't a complete picture and now with just a few clicks you can get a thousand different options on that one subject and mm -hmm. and so much information that you can um you can find it. It's just crazy. So do you, do you, okay, so you read, you, 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 but the ironic part is you didn't read the book, you listened to it. I did. And it was funny because I read some things about Ray Bradbury's um, hate of internet and electronic books. And here I listened to his book. Um, I think that's interesting. I, I, you know, I mean, I understand his philosophy in it, but I also, I guess I'm not as much a traditionalist when it comes to that. I know we've got friends that listen to this podcast that would rather have a book in their hands than a Kindle. Well, I like both, and I understand he he said in his book and also in his like a uh, interview that I saw with him that he believed that a book couldn't re a computer could not replace a book because you should have a smell <laughs> that is associated with the book. But see, I don't agree with that because what what you're really the whole point of it uh -huh. is to get that information into you. Well, so however I, you get it in, yeah. And I wonder at least you get it in. I wonder when when he said that. If it was before we had Kindles, which could be in your hand, almost just like probably, a book. Probably. I mean, I didn't start really reading electronic books until they came out on Kindle. I didn't want to sit at a computer. And read it on a screen. And read it on a screen right. when I've already checked my email and my Facebook. I didn't want to sit in a computer chair and read a book. But when you got me a candle, I thought, wow, this is kind of nice because I can sit on the couch with a blanket. Yeah, you I dug can... that, didn't you? Yeah. What I get you for Christmas, dear? You got me a Kindle Fire. Cause Which my... is a little step up from your other Kindle that died. And I love it. Yeah. my you, you used it so much it died. Yeah. My my first Kindle went. May God rest its soul. Went bye-bye. It, yeah, it died. R.I.P. Kindle. Yeah. But I really, I really like that. But to me, like you said, some people are are better at learning in an audio way, mm -hmm. and I, I'm both. I like reading, but um, I also like listening to audiobooks. I listen to podcasts and audiobooks when I work, and I even have for many years since about. 2007 
I've been listening to a one-year audio Bible, mm-hmm. which it, and there's been times where I've been more faithful to it than, than not. I kind of rebooted in January, <laughs> and and I'm pretty much up to, I think I'm only two days off right now. <laughs> I usually will get caught up on Monday when I go back to work. I'll listen to two or three days because I get kind of busy on the weekend. And, you know, and I do like sitting down with a real paper Bible and mm-hmm. a real paper paper journal once in a while. But, you know, the important thing is that we do it. And if our days are crazy, it's better to listen to an audio Bible or an audio book than have nothing at all, you know. And And I think, you know, I've been really touched and challenged motivated, chastised, whatever, through audiobooks, just like I would with a paper book. You know, if mm-hmm. you're open to to God speaking to you um, or to well, you know, I know enlarging s- your and mind. I, and I know some people would say, well, God, doesn't, God is only going to speak through the Bible. But I really think that we can, you know, that old adage, you can learn something from anyone mm-hmm. well, and, but you don't have to take everything everybody oh, says no. as the gospel I, truth but i listened to one book the other day about emotional eating and there's this terminology called spitting out the sticks and there were some things in that that book that i thought oh those are really good things i haven't really put them to practice like i should like she talked about sitting down at a table when you eat and and instead of like eating in the car while I'm still eating in the car. <laughs> I mean, but she had some good practical points mm-hmm. for how to conquer emotional eating and how to slow down and enjoy life and and not have things so stressful and and a lot of good things. But then some of the stuff was really whacked out weird and like she wrote a poem um, with the voice of her dead cat coming through. And I thought, this is really odd. <laughs> so, I mean, not everything I listen to am I going to like, Meowsers. oh, I want that to be part of my life and part of my worldview. No, you don't have to accept everything. But but in this particular book, the Fahrenheit um, 451 book by Ray Bradbury, it challenged me to value books, to value literature, to value learning, and not to take it for granted. I don't know. We probably have 20 different copies of the Bible and different versions and paraphrases, translations in our home. And I think sometimes I take that for granted. Mm -hmm. You know, and we've got electronic versions on every electronic device and I think I take that for granted, and and one of the things in the book, the audio book that I listened to, says you don't have to destroy the books to ruin a culture. You just have to get people to stop reading them or stop listening to them. I put that in today's thing. But I I was just really challenged by that, and just— Well, do you think—what think, are some of the reasons? Because a lot of people that I know— that are my friends from all over the world are avid learners. So they read a lot of stuff on the internet. They read a lot mm-hmm. of, 
they do still love to read literature. There's, you know, there's a lot of people like that. But do you think that we live in a society where people don't do that as much? Do you think TV has changed that or what? Well, I think, it, you know, after a, a long day at work, it it's just sometimes easier to zone out on the TV or a movie or, you know, listening to music. And music can be very uplifting and challenging, too. Can't movies be? And movies can be, too. It depends on what you watch, I guess. Yeah. And and that was even brought up in the in the Ray Bradbury thing that some of the older movies and documentaries could really challenge you and make you think and make you feel and make you examine your life. Whereas in this book, his idea of the future was that they they shortened all the dramas to five minutes because that's all the attention span anyone had. And and there was one point where the main character was being chased and he eluded the police and they said, oh, don't worry because they they didn't follow you, follow you here because they can't go that long. They're going to pretend. Just watch. And sure enough, in just a minute or so, they found somebody that was on the street, fuzzed out his face and pretend to capture him. And it wasn't him. But it was just saying the attention span... And his idea of the future was so short that that they didn't even have full-length movies anymore. Everything was had to be five or ten minutes long. Cause that's, that was... that's, you know, that's a little prophetic. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Because now, look, at we, we have webisodes on, on the web. We've got the Sesame Street generation where they change gears every five minutes or less. Well, and with preschoolers, you know, preschoolers don't have a very long attention span. But my goodness, if you're 40 years old, you should be able to sit down for an <coughs> hour or so and read a book yeah, or watch a movie. <laughs> I think that's really interesting because if you look at some folks, um, they can, or kids can watch a 30-minute cartoon. Yeah. And be glued to the TV. But everything's changing with commercials every five <coughs> that's minutes. That's true. That's and... true. The content is different, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was just, I think it was a good book. You know, I wouldn't recommend it for kids because, like I said, there's, a you know, some kind of harsh language, some violence in it and, and stuff. But um, I thought it was a very thought-provoking book. And I don't know if you remember when we were in high school back in the 80s. Did nah, your I don't class, remember any of that. Did your class have to read that book? Um, was it 1984? George Orwell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we uh, Brave New World mm-hmm. also. And that kind of dealt with some of the similar things that, that yeah. they re- revised history and everything. You were told what to think on these TV screens. And the ironic thing about it was when it was written, there wasn't a lot of... of well, I just think it's really interesting yeah. to see that some of these science fiction writers or some of these, these, uh, I don't know, just really interesting people predicted a lot of stuff that we are dealing with now. Yeah. And how many of us don't have never read that stuff, so we don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, the warning is there, but we've we've not heard it. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, the the danger our society is threatened with is becoming complete couch potatoes where we don't. You don't think, we don't, you we don't, don't learn. Well, we just take what everybody says for it. Yeah. And I, I remember with with like the Bible for me, it was really interesting because 
I took other people's word for what it said. And when I read it for myself, it was much more vivid and much, it spoke more to me. But, and, <coughs> and, and I think that we run the risk of taking other people's word for all sorts of things when we should probably read it for ourselves. And also, um, not just the Bible, but other yeah. things. Yeah. Also, when you read the Bible, you're going to maybe come across things that upset you. There's going to be things that you go, oh, wow, that's really cool. That really speaks to me. And there's other parts of the Bible that you're going, huh? Why is that in there? (laughs) Because it was, you know, written to a certain people at a certain time. And and maybe you don't understand it. Uh, I was thinking about the book of Leviticus and all the all the strange commandments in there and all the different things that in the book of Leviticus to the Jewish people, they said, well, you're going to stone people to death with stones not with marijuana, but with actual stones. Dude, and you need to be stoned. If they do this, this, or that, if, you know, and yet <laughs> in Jesus, in the New Testament, he said, he who is without sin cast the first stone. And so, you know, you need to read it all the way through. <laughs> Don't just stop at Leviticus. <laughs> I would actually suggest read the New Testament first. And then when you go back, and you read the Old Testament, and you see Jesus actually quoted quite a bit from the Old Testament mm-hmm. because that was the Bible they had then. Right, Scriptures. and and it's really fascinating because he had memorized. We talked about this at church on Sunday, actually. So, Krista, if you're listening to, I'm I'm borrowing this from that's you. our pastor. Um, he when Jesus was taken out to the wilderness to fast and pray for 40 days after he was baptized, um, he was tempted by the devil. And the devil wanted him to do this, this, and that. And, you know, and Jesus used Old Testament scripture that he, he had memorized as a weapon against the devil. Now, we're not supposed to use the Bible as a weapon against, against people. people. <laughs> but it's good to hide God's word in our heart just like they memorized in this make-believe book, they memorized certain books or passages so of Scripture. So they didn't lose them. So they didn't, so they didn't lose them. Right. And the Bible says that if we hide God's Word in our heart, that we won't sin against Him, that we won't go off the wrong way, make the wrong decisions, if we have truly hidden that in our hearts, that will help us keep on the right and, path. And I, I think... I think that's used a little bit out of context. Okay. Context. All right. Oh, but I mean that's fine. I mean that we've always been taught that in Sunday school and stuff like that. That, that uh, you know, your word I've hidden in my heart. I. But I also think that goes a step further. You can have knowledge of something. Mm-hmm. But that sometimes is in your head, and you could say, "Your word I've hidden in my head that I might not say that." That it doesn't say head. It says heart. It says heart, and there's mm-hmm. di- there's a difference, and I think sometimes we can check the box off and say we've memorized a certain section of whatever, but if we haven't taken it to heart, then mm-hmm. we really haven't. It's not going to well, do anything. And don't you think the difference between a head knowledge of something and something in our heart is that if something is truly a value that we have hid in our heart, that we say. 
this is the most important these are the most important things to me this is what i'm going to base my life and my actions on that we're not going to go against those core values that are in our heart whereas you might have knowledge of something mental assent to something and it, that might not change your life you just oh yeah that's there i know that verse or i know that poem or whatever but it might not be something that you're basing your life and your actions on yeah yeah good observation yeah so so okay so con in conclusion mm -hmm. uh you you recommend the book for adults yeah, well, I think and it just makes teens, you think. maybe. It just makes you think. Now, the main character, he went through some strange things and to get to this revelation of of that literature is important. It, it, it had some strange Well, it sounds like it was it. pretty blatant. It it was pretty strong, you know. It's not, I mean, it sounds like a Star Trek episode if, where it, it was preaching like, morals without really saying If you that. like science fiction, you would probably like it. Now, right. what did you like about the Martian Chronicles when you that you read? Well, it wasn't about learning. Oh, okay. It was cool. It had Martians in it. <laughs> okay, I didn't read. Those. It had some really, really interesting, um, different stories. It was really cool, and not all of it was like it. I, I don't know how to describe it. People just need to read it. <laughs> okay, it was really good. Well. I, yeah. I didn't know you were going to ask me that, so I'm not prepared to answer. All right. Well, it's been a while since you read those, too. Well, I remember it? it very well. I'm just okay. saying I'm not ready to sit here and talk about it. Sorry. All right. Well, but I anyway, do love, the, love um, the book. I guess my whole point was my what I came across was just the value of learning and not to take it for granted. Okay. Yeah. And that's not, it's not just a... Uh, a nugget of wisdom it's it's a spiritual wisdom as well mm -hmm. well i think i think we can take like you said we can take things for granted just hear sunday school stories or take other people's word for it and not read it ourselves and and read the whole thing you know someone asked us and we might do a whole podcast on this at one point but someone asked about taking scriptures out of context and i don't think it's wrong to memorize a certain passage of scripture but i think it's a good idea to read the whole thing around it well they so have whole you... they have whole like denominations or sex sex i mean s-e-c-t-s -E mm -hmm. of of groups of people that believe a doctrine that is from a scripture taken out of context mm-hmm and they might have separated off of other people because of this or that. And yeah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then they'll use that to say that they can do stuff that they shouldn't be doing. And and if you read it in context, Paul was saying, I can be poor, or I can be rich, I can suffer pain or want, or I can have things going well. And he's saying, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I'm going... Okay. Well, that's a whole lot different. That's a little than, bit different than... Than picking something out and saying, I can do that because Christ strengthens me. Well, yeah. And you can also be poor and, and be hurting and be suffering because still, Christ strengthens you too. So if Yeah, you, you, don't, take, you don't hear people quoting that a lot. So, you? I mean, you base, 
basically Paul was saying, you know, Christ is with him in every situation so he can get through the good times and the bad times. Well, that's for another podcast. And we'll talk about that another time. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So why don't you wrap things up and then we'll... Uh... Okay. Do you want me just to tell people how to get a hold of us? Well, did you have anything else you wanted to say about this subject or are you no, done? I think I've talked a lot. You have? I have. So I don't this... mind you doing that. I'm just <laughs> saying. So you know, Rick was like, I don't think I have anything to say. I'm going, well, it's that's only not a problem for me. <laughs> I mean, I'm, mostly I do. But you know what? When I'm really super busy, I don't have time to. Well, you know, there's, you know, it's kind of like you have to have time to plant the seeds and to let them start to grow before you can have a whole garden to talk about. So if you're busy, it's hard to... Well, you're really into it tonight, aren't you? I guess. Miss so, analogy. Well, anyway, I it's something I've got to think about this week because I was yeah, listening okay. to that book. As much know. your podcast as this is my podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, if you want to get a hold of Rick, maybe give him some ideas to think about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can get a hold of him at Rick at TakenWithYou.com or Send your review Facebook. of Fahrenheit 451. By the way, the name for Fahrenheit 451, do you know where it comes from? Where? It's the temperature that books burn at. Really? Did did that's you? That's in the book. That's okay. I couldn't remember that. Yeah. Okay. They have it on their little uniform Fahrenheit four five one. It's the temperature which books burn. Okay. I I guess I missed that. I must have been like doing something noisy back then. That's where they got the title. Yeah. So um, anyway, if you want to get. A hold of Rick and tell him how smart he is that he knew <laughs> that fact. <laughs> no, you want to know the ironic on? part? I watched a little promo for the movie. There's a on, movie about on YouTube, it? and that's where how, I saw that how scene. Old, how old is the movie? Back from the fifties. Yeah, pretty so, cool looking. I bet you would like it because you like cheesy sci-fi. And you heard the music, and you were going, oh "I was my like, gosh. The music maybe it was seventies." Annoying to me, yeah. Yeah, not my thing. That's why I was but, playing the cheesy music I did for our intro. Okay, so you can get a hold of Rick either at takehimwithyou.com or you can get a hold of him at facebook.com forward slash Rick Moyer. Well, why do they want to get a hold of me? You're the one that's done all the talking. How do they get a hold of you? Um, uh, let me tell them. Okay, go ahead, dear. Amy. At takingwithyou.com is her email. Facebook.com slash Amy.Moyer is her Facebook account. Mm-hmm. And you can always visit us at takingwithyou.com where we would gladly hear your comments, take your suggestions, and be happy if you gave donations to the podcast. Yeah. How's that? Sounds wonderful. All right, dear. Since you are so prolific in your information, will you pray for us before we go? Sure. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me cough. Okay, go okay. ahead. You want me to do music in the background? Where you do? <laughs> la, 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 la. Go ahead. La, la, la. I can't pray with to that. Sorry. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. Father God, I just pray for the people listening, Lord, that you will prompt them to be lifelong learners um, and not just... Um, being spoon-fed, but being able to think and use the brain that that you've given them. And I pray that Rick and I will continue to do the same. And 
I thank you for all the wonderful resources that are in this world you've made. And I pray that we won't take them for granted. And we just give you praise and honor. And we thank you for all you've done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, my dear. Yes. Would you like me to do the ending since you talked so much? Yeah. You've been listening to Take Him With You, a podcast that's just for you. Copyright 2013. All rights reserved. It's a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Also. You are good. You forgot that. I did. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Um, Make sure you listen to us on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio, a wonderful opportunity for you to stream your podcasts on your mobile device or computer. So you don't have to worry about deleting all your... And taking um, up all your hard drive space. Hard drive, yeah. Mm -hmm. Stitcher Smart Radio. You do that so well. It's part of the future, baby. Thank you.